Welcome this pulpit again tonight. God bless you. Come on, let's love Jesus just for a moment. Come on, let's love Jesus just for a moment. Hey, you had not done too much already. Hallelujah. Oh, he's great. He's greatly to be praised. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Day and night the four beasts cry, holy, 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 without fail all day and night. Well, praise God. And they hadn't been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. But yet they are around the throne day and night. Giving worship and praise unto this great and mighty God that we serve today. Who robed himself in flesh. Everybody say, he himself came. God, praise God, praise God. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. There's just no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. His name is Jesus. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Man. I understand sometimes. How it must for those four and twenty elders but the four beasts that John saw day and night just to be in the presence all the time with no focus but one where's your focus Got a scripture I'd like to find. And uh, I know about where it's at, but not exactly. But I think I'll wait. I might just say it, and then y'all can look it up, see if I'm telling the truth or not. How about that? See if it's in your Bible. been hearing a lot lately I'm not going to sing let me put this this mic up is nine o'clock too long I mean you really need to go real bad I pick a lot of times, but it just seems like this might be long. 
Maybe it won't. I, I never know. I, I, I never know. Um, you know, and I, I don't make I'm, I, I don't make apologies about being a little bit sideways from everybody else. It's just um, I'm so glad that God has got a fivefold ministry, but even then, no two of His men. I told Sunday school class this morning, no two of them are alike. And God has put every one of them as a voice that has its own niche, its own spot, its own way. Preach the same thing, but get a totally different thing out of it. How many of you ever read all that's in this between the pages? As best as you know, you've read it all. <clears throat> you've read a limited number of words that haven't changed. That tells... of an unexhaustive God. That the more you know of Him, the more there is. And once you've plumbed the heights and the depths of your knowledge, then He says, let me help you a little bit and give you some of this wisdom that crieth out. So I want to talk for just a while on the voice. The voice. Well, praise God. Let's read. The third chapter of Genesis starts like this. It says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. Ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took up the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice 
of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the scripture, I don't know where it is. I'm just going to quote. I hadn't planned to use it right here, but I'm going to. And there cometh the day when all they that are in the grave shall hear the voice of the Son of Man. The words of Jesus Christ. Everybody say voice. Everybody say, the voice. Let's pray. Holy God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for your great and mighty power, for your wonderful works among the children of men. God, that you love us with a love that is beyond all our imagination and our comprehension to understand. And thank you, Lord, that you've allowed us to be partakers of your good word and that you've allowed us a, a desire and a mind that, that searches and runs after you that you might guide us and direct us and show us paths in the midst of life by your word, oh God, that you open to us. God, open our ears, open our eyes, our minds, our spirits to hear and receive the word of the Lord today. God, help me do a good job. God, it's your people. It's your so great a people. It's your, it's your passion and your pride. It's your joy. It's that thing, God, that drove you to the garden and to the cross. And God, help me to be mindful of your people always. And for your word's sake, help me, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Thank you, Sister Moore. Thank you, Pastor Moore. Thank you, church, for coming. And... Uh, Hallelujah, hallelujah. I said something last time maybe about they didn't show up because they must not have wanted to hear what I had to say. Hallelujah. But I, I, don't, I don't even think that. It's just something uh, to say, and God forgive me for just saying words that, uh, that are just for beating the air. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. I don't, I don't know, i got a lot of, well, I don't have a lot of stuff here. I mean, I, I don't have very many, just a little bit. And uh, if I had the notes Brother Moore had, I, I, I could never get finished. Hallelujah. I barely ever get started on the Sunday school lesson. And uh, so that ought to tell you something. Praise God. But um, God's a good God. So, so I, I read in your hearing tonight that um, that uh, in the beginning, in the garden, when God planted it eastward for the man, and he put him and the woman there, and he gave them the instructions of what to do. You know, when, we, when you look, at, when you look at, at the problems that they had in the garden, it's beyond comprehension how 
in our in our minds today as just looking back it's 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 almost you say how in the world did they not could they not keep one single commandment there was only one there was only one but there came a voice through the serpent that began to talk. And the woman that was made for the man that God in His gentle grace and mercies gave to him out of his own flesh took a part of him and made her for him so in essence, she was Adam. Everybody say amen. How I many you know it never says for in two men or two people, all the world come under sin? How I many you know the Bible never says that? How many does it say for by one man, Adam, by the first Adam, we all fell into sin. And so so. God made it that way, and uh, she gave ear. So this, this part of Adam, it gave ear, and it, it somehow, I don't know how long it worked. I don't know if it was the day. I don't know how. And people, they, they conjecture about a lot of things, about how long days were, how long this was, and that, and the other. All I know is that the evening and the morning were the first day. Now, however long that took, Pastor Moore, that's God's business. He didn't tell me, but there wasn't a sun, the moon, and the stars yet until the fourth day to start keeping time. They're going up and they're going down, but he said the evening and the morning. That's what I know. Now, if you know more than that, Lord bless you in Jesus' name. I don't know where you got it, but uh, it's not in here. So I'm not going to believe you. Just forgive me. Because I don't have a reference to go by. Now, if I had a reference in here at the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established, I'd believe you. But I'm not going to believe you. You can look up, and, I, and I've cautioned our young people. I don't care how much you search things out, take words and do all that. I'm not doing this to say nothing about anybody. I'm just saying this as a general rule for you to walk in the Word of God, by the Spirit of God, that what God has given you in the pages of this book, and the way that it's been translated, Brother Marvin Tree says, it's not exact and there's no way for it to be he said but this king james bible if you'll do what it says it'll get you to heaven but you got to do what it says the way it tells you to do it it's good enough just like it is so i take it just like it is but the word of god says that at the mouth of two or three witnesses let every word be established it doesn't matter how much they can take a word and a verse and this and that and 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 and, and do all kinds say and it really sounds real good but in the end that doesn't line up with the totality of the Word of God on that subject. Now, I hope you're listening to me because I'm trying to go somewhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, and so, uh, what, what, we, what we have to do is, 
is be mindful of what the Word of God says and to remember that He says in the day that you eat of it, that day you shall surely die. There, there comes a death with disobedience. There comes death uh, with sin. For the wages of sin is what? Death. So when they partook, they sinned. They disobeyed. They sinned. And sin said, He said, the day you eat of it, you'll die. So the, the, the root of the problem that you have today started in the garden because of disobedience. And sin, the wages of it, is death. And so death has been tacked on all of these years. And hell hath enlarged herself beyond measure to receive thee at thy coming. And so the dead that die, lost without God, has grown immeasurably. Now, praise God. Hallelujah. And so we find them having listened. One of them having listened to the wrong voice. And the other one listened and partook because of his wife. She gave him to eat and I did eat. And he blamed her. And a lot of people say, well, he should have had enough brass about himself. Not to do that. And I always say, well, what would, have God, what would God have done to the woman? Or what would God have done with half of Adam? Well, he would have destroyed Adam. That's my rib. That's me. And you're going to take what you took out, and you're going to destroy that. And I'm going to be left here again without anything, and I don't even have a rib. Now I'll be minus two ribs. Well, the rib didn't work the first time. What are you going to take next time? And I preached a message years ago, the, the Adams, the two Adams, the Adams love. And if you look at Adam, he's a perfect picture of Christ, that he actually gave his life to save them. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. And so I'm not going to get on that again. So let me get on with the voice here. And, uh, and so it was that they found themselves naked in the garden. Now, and I, and I you know, man, um, if you want to walk around without your clothes on, that's your business. But just know this. Wasn't nobody else to see them two dudes right there. Wasn't nobody else, Brother Moore. Hey, ain't, none, none, ain't none of us there. They ain't had no babies yet. They said, uh-oh, this ain't good. What's wrong? Sin showing. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, we got to cover this up. Oh. Uh, but it says, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the cool of the day. Now, the first chapter of the Genesis story says that the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. It was not a voice, but it moved. But then God said, let there be light. And so there was uh, 
the voice and God said and so the voice of God spoke and there was light and you know that there was no thing to give light except the glory of God uh, it's sort of like the new Jerusalem city is going to be for in that temple there's going to be no sun or moon or in that new Jerusalem city he said but the Lamb of God, the glory of God did lighten it. And then it says, and the Lamb of God is the light thereof. And so the glory of God was lighting, but uh, all of these things, and God said, and so the voice of God, and I don't know, Brother Moore, how, how many times he'd come down and talk to them. I just know that this particular time that it says, and the voice of God, they heard the voice of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Now, I don't know how you hear the, a voice walking. I just know maybe that because the voice was moving from one place to another and they could hear that, that they heard the voice of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. And they had sown unto them fig leaves to cover themselves. And uh, he, said, he said, Adam... Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked. And I hid myself. And he said, who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, the woman whom thou gavest me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. And the Lord goes down and he puts the judgment upon the man, the woman, and the serpent. And how many of you know that in the garden the enemy was defeated? Literally, physically, defeated, and spiritually, there was a plan. And the enemy, although he didn't know it, he was already defeated. Because... On a hill far away, God was seeing himself robed in flesh like that Adam. Dripping with blood. Paying the price that nothing else could pay for the sin of humanity. Well, praise God. And so, that voice that they heard in the garden that day. That voice today is still speaking. That voice today is still crying out to be heard. There's a voice that is speaking in the heart and in the mind of every soul and every life that comes upon the face of the earth. There is, a, there is something in man that has been created. God made him in his image and likeness. And God has put in man that that's something that yearns to hear that voice, that yearns to, to, to give itself to the voice. But there are so many other voices that somehow it gets into 
their mind and in their in their in their heart and in their spirit it was one thing to take that would make you wise and make you like God and so man is forever trying to ascend to a place that he can't get on his own and so he seeks devices and and he seeks other means and things he'll give himself to alcohol he'll give himself to tobacco and drugs he'll give himself to all manner of pleasures if you know what I'm talking about there are so many things out there you can take and and just give yourself to looking and scrolling all day long and give yourself to just, just knowledge and the searching out of wisdom and you can give yourself to so many different things in the world today you can go and give yourself to your job you can give yourself to your home and your family you can give yourself to building empires but there's still a voice it's crying out all the time and it's heard throughout the earth and the whole earth is singing aloud with the voice of the mighty God you can't get away from the voice it is everywhere it is everywhere and it is speaking all the time and you have no excuse today it doesn't matter matter where you where you try to hide it doesn't matter how you try to cloak it but there is a very God that is always speaking and he's always showing himself and in everything that you see and everything that you taste and everything that you partake it is a measure of the power of the voice of God and it's speaking to you today I often think about what would it have been like, Brother Moore, to be there to hear. What what kind of indication would Adam have had that God was near except for the voice? How can you... Well, Brother Ford, I I can feel him. I know you can. I can too. But I don't walk by my feelings. Brother Quinn, I don't walk by how I feel about something. I don't base. Got to help me, Holy Ghost. (laughs) Hallelujah. I I don't base my actions on how I feel. And when I do, I have to rein them in. Because we have to walk by faith and not by sight. Because every word... that is written here is given by the voice. Everybody say the voice. So it is that when John the Baptist came, he said that the forerunner would come and I will send my messenger before my face. And he would be the voice 
of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. And so today, uh, we'll say, well, that was John the Baptist. But when God gives somebody a word to speak, that is his voice. And so John's voice became God's voice because God said, I will send my messenger before my face and he shall draw the men's heart back to the fathers and he's going to draw them back unto me and he's going to prepare my way and he's going to, be, he's going to come baptizing and I'm going to come baptizing with Holy Ghost and fire but he with water and so the voice voice of one crying in the wilderness was in essence it was the very God of glory come down and he housed himself again in the voice he showed himself in the voice crying in the wilderness prepare ye the way of the Lord there's coming one after me who's greater than I am who's coming after me is preferred before me whose shoe latches I'm not worthy to unloose I say you hear his voice hey, the bridegroom the bridegroom it heareth the voice of the bride and so not only is the voice crying out but it's listening so the bride heareth the voice of the bridegroom and the bridegroom the voice of the bride and so the voice has gone out into all of the world. And Psalms says it like this. Just hold with me just a little bit. Now let me, let, let me, let me touch something else real quick. Uh, before I go to Psalms. Uh, now let me do that. Praise God. I'm getting jittery now. Hallelujah. I want to do it all at the same time, and I can't. Praise God. Psalms, I think it's 19. And it says here, Psalms 19 and 1, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. Let me read that again. The heavens declare or tell of. The glory of God. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttered his speech. Night unto night showeth knowledge. So the day and the night are, are. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is going out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun. Now, it's telling you that God's creation is vociferously shouting out, There is a God. There is the Almighty One. There is a something out there that has created man, that yearns, that has in man something that yearns for him. And if they would just give themselves to God's creation for a moment and listen, listen to what 
God has got out there that they would know there is a God. There is a voice of shouting that says, would you listen to what I have to say? And would you come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The voice is gone out, the line, all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. And them at the set a tabernacle for the sun. And so the sun moves in the firmament and the work and the voice of God. His going forth is from the end of heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. Then it goes into the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise and simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, much fine gold than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors and cleanse thou me from secret faults? And so the word of the Lord has gone out into the world, and it becomes the law of the Lord. And the law of the Lord is perfect. And it's more to be desired than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Psalms 29 says it like this. Given to the Lord, O ye mighty, given to the Lord, glory and strength. Given to the Lord the glory, do his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf, Lebanon and Syrian, like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calf and discovereth the forest. And in his temple doth everyone speak of his glory. The Lord sitteth upon the flood, yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. Now, his temple is all of his creation, Brother Moore. He sits upon the circle of the earth, but his habitation is all place at all times. He is the God that filleth all time and space, and he understands everything that you do. But the voice of the Lord has gone forth into all the world. And it speaks continually. But there are voices out there that are, that are clamoring for, for your ear. There's voices, other voices out there that are distracting you from your purpose. That, that want you to say, I, I believe that I can lean on this, uh, this thistle over here. And I believe I might be able to lean on this thorn briar over here. And uh, I, maybe I can lean over here on this prickly pear over here. But in the leaning on those things, they 
in a time and a fashion. It says in the Word of God that you lean on Egypt, it's become a thistle and a briar and a thorn. And you lean on it long enough and it pierces your hand and goeth there in two. And it pierces asunder and it becomes a sore and it becomes a canker and it becomes something that's working against you. I'm telling you, you don't need to listen to the voice of anything out there. You don't need to listen to the voice of a lot of things you may think is good. But you need to hear ye the word of the Lord. Everything that he promised he would do, he will do today. All the things he ever done, he can still do today. All the promises that are that are in his hand, they're never left. Hallelujah. He's just looking for somebody that I hear the right voice. That I give ear to what he's saying. And who will walk in the word of his might and power. And stand resolutely without wavering on the promises that he gave. The voice. The voice. You know, it's a, it's amazing that, um, well, I said it the other night and it, and it, it's, and I, you know, how people of, 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 of good mind can find themselves in a place where they are subject to the voices, the voices of sorcery and other things. Uh, of pharmaceuticals. And then those things that are pharmaceuticals that come not through the pharmacy. All manner of things. Look, I don't care what it is. I'm a firm believer, Brother Moore, that if you just have to have coffee every day, you need to get rid of your coffee. At least for a little while. Did you know the Word of God talks about laying that stuff down for a... He even talks about husband and wife. You do that, but don't do it too long that you don't get drawn away by something else. But you, to give yourself to God... And if it's got a hold on you where it gives you a headache and you can't, I can't go to work, I can't get going, I can't get started and all that stuff, you better find you something else. And if it's the caffeine in it, find a way to break that. Because everything is clamoring for your soul. And the enemy don't care what he can use to get an inroad. But if he can start something rolling, are y'all listening? Am I making any sense? Take us the little foxes that spoil the vine. One commandment. He didn't need much. They had one commandment. Now, I don't know the full picture. Brother Randy, I don't know how long it took him to convince but when she thought about that thing, when she thought about that thing, 
And so there's things that want to bring us under their control. There's a story in your Bible about a guy that when he was born, he had his hand on his brother's heel. How many know that story? There were two in the there were two in the womb. And one of them came out red and hairy, and the other one had his hand on his heel. And he was called the supplanter. Or a deceiver, if you please. And so Jacob and Esau were born. And the word of God had already told the mom, said, then the elder shall serve the younger. And then we know in the word of God later on, the apostle Paul teaches us, for Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. When they were yet in their mother's womb, when neither had done either good or bad, that the election of God might stand sure, for God knoweth them that are his. Jeremiah, while I was sending you, I called you. You was going to be my prophet. While you, I called you in your mama's womb before you broke forth. He's got his hand on you. And you're here listening to my voice. And you come and you listen to Brother Moore's voice. And what that does is when God puts a man in your life, a man of God in your life, that voice of that man becomes God's voice. It's the voice of God for you. Well, I don't think that's the problem. You're thinking where you ought to be listening and trying to receive the word of the Lord. Well, Brother Ford, you think you know it all. No, I don't think I know it all. I just believe I have the mind of Christ. Well, praise God. And so, let me, let me see how I'm going to broach this part before I get into the rest of this. Uh, Let me go ahead and do this. Maybe I'll. But when you're when you're a man of God, when God everybody see that right there? And it says something about. How shall he preach except he be sent? How shall they hear without a preacher? And so God has got this thing ordered out to where and holy men writ as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. They heard the voice of God and they wrote by inspiration of the voice, the spirit, of the, because they heard the voice walking in the cool of the day, but they saw nothing. They heard a voice. Moses, you tell them don't go near that mount. 
and you set a perimeter around it, but you tell them they got all, every one of them, the priests, the Levites, every one of them, they all have got to cleanse themselves. Don't come at your wives or your husbands and don't you do this and you clean yourself up and you get yourself washed with water and you stand ready before the presence of God. But don't let them breach what I said to set the bounds around that mountain. He said, because if they touch it, they're going to die. Not a cow, not a cat, not a dog, not anything. And Moses, only you and Aaron. It said, and when the trumpet sounded long, and the thundering, and God came down on that mountain. He said it was all on fire. He said for the fire and the glory and the presence of God, it burned on the mountain. He said, and when the, the trumpet sounded, and then when it sounded long, he said that God, that Moses spake, and God spake to Moses from out of the mountain. And the voice thundered. The voice. And did you know? That from that point on. Don't let him say nothing else but. Moses you be the voice. And God said, Moses, you're going to be the voice. Is this boring y'all to death? I can quit. I mean, and do something. we'll do something else. Uh, uh, I hope I'm not being tedious. Am I I'm being tedious? Um, help me, Jesus. I mean, y'all looking at me, and I'm, I'm wondering, hallelujah, y'all ain't saying nothing. Maybe it's not one of them things you say anything. I don't know. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. They listen to the voice, Brother Moore said. Hallelujah. And, uh, and uh, I, I got this stuff so helter-skelter here. It's all come in bits and pieces in here and yonder, and I, I just got it. Uh, and, 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 and so... Uh, That ain't right. I'm in the wrong book. No wonder. If I get in the right book, Brother Heath, I might find what I'm looking for. Hallelujah. Exodus. And so, God has spoke from the mountain. They said, we can't hear that voice. And God gives the Ten Commandments and he tells them. And he says, hurry up, get down. Let's say breach. He said, but we got a perimeter. You told us we he said, yeah, but I don't want the priest or nobody coming up. He says, you only. And Aaron. And after Aaron stayed in the camp, God's, you know how that went. But praise God. 23 and 20. And behold, or behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way, to bring thee into the place which I, how many know that God's going to bring you to that expected end? That He is going to get you to the place that He's made for you if you'll just hold on to Him. How many know that's right? 
How many know if you can just hold on to him that you're going to make it? Well, hallelujah. If you can just walk by faith and not by sight, hallelujah. It doesn't matter what the world looks like or how wicked and cruel it may be. It matters about what the Word of God says and where you are between your two ears with believing and trusting God because he's able to move every mountain in your life. He's able to heal every disease and any disease and every, every problem he can fix. There's nothing he cannot do. And, uh, and so he said, Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way, to bring thee to the place where thou art prepared. Beware of him. Obey his voice. Provoke him not. And unto the angel of the church, write. Revelation, starting in chapter 2 and in 3. Where God writes the letters to the seven churches. And unto the angel of Ephesus. And to the angel of Thyatira. And to the angel of Pergamos. And to the angel of Laodicea. And to the angel of Philadelphia. And to the angel of... There's two more. I can't remember where they are right now. But I'll remember them in a minute maybe. But the angel of the Lord. There's an angel. The pastors of the seven churches, the angels. Y'all want me to really do this? Or do y'all know where I'm fixing a point? Believe God put an angel to go and to prosper your way? In a sense, today, he's that angel. He's not that Moses. He's that angel. To prepare you for those things that are coming ahead, that God's going to give into his spirit to speak through his word so that you'll be able to overcome them and stand because the voice of God is heard through the man of God, and the fivefold ministry, the word of God, apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, and teachers. How many know people that you would say is an apostle? How many know a bona fide prophet that can speak and God will And not a word of his will fall to the ground, but God does it every time that he says it. Did you know God wants that? And he wants you to know somebody like that? Well, praise God. He says, beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions. For my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies and an adversary unto thine adversaries. 
For mine angels shall go before thee and bring thee in to the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. I will cut them off. And so, sometimes it's hard to listen to a mere mortal. Miriam had trouble with that. Aaron had trouble with it for a little while. The sons of Aaron had trouble with it. God killed, them. God killed his two sons and wouldn't even let Aaron mourn and weep over them. You just cast them out because they are done with. And you don't weep over them because they were wicked before me. That's kind of hard, ain't it? Kind of rough around the edges right there. But what God was trying to show them was you can't. Okay, another for instance. God says, if a man and a woman... A husband and wife have a son, and he will not hear their voice, but is disobedient. And he continueth, and after having done what they needed to do, he continues to disobey. He said, they shall bring him before the elders, and at the gate, They'll bring him and they'll say, this son, he refuses to hear our voice. And we've told him and we've told him, but he keeps on being a drunkard and he keeps on running around with this and that and doing and being unclean and he won't hear our voice. It says, and the elders shall listen and hear and they shall take him out of the camp outside and they shall stone him with stones that he die that sin might not be found or propagated or let go in the camp of Israel. There's a reason for the voice of the angel that I'm going to send before you. There's a voice in the land. And so it was that when Esau and Jacob had gotten older and it come time, and Isaac was dim of sight, and you come time for the blessing to be given out to the firstborn. And you do know and understand that the Word of God had already said that if you've got two sons and you had two wives, and one of the sons by a beloved wife, and the other son by a hated wife or one that was not loved as much. Or, you know, she wasn't preferred. 
But the preferred, the one you loved and the one you hated, the way the Bible kind of says, you know, that's the way it says it. But it means, that's what it means, you know, the preferred. He says, you shall not, if that preferred son is the younger, you shall not give him the inheritance. But that biggest portion of the inheritance shall go to that hated woman's son who is the firstborn. He said, it is abomination if you try to do it any other way. You shall not give it to the younger. And so, because God had said the elders have shoved, so Rebecca takes it on herself to help him out. And uh, she hears Isaac tell him, says, son, Esau, go out there and fix me. He said, because I'm getting old and, and I'm going to bless you. He said, so I can, he said, so my heart may be just merry and I'll be feeling good and I'll be well. Oh, I love that venison, the way you cook it. Go out and get me a deer and bring it. And, and he said, and so I can bless you. And so Rebecca hears it. She says, hey, Jacob, help me, son. Come on, come on. Just do what I tell you the way I tell you. Just do what I say. Don't just do what I say. And uh, so he goes there. He said, go get that kid. Go get that. And so we go get the kid. And she dresses it. And she fixes it. And she fixes it like she knew Isaac really liked it the way that Esau would fix it. And she fixed it exactly like that. Got that thing tasting so good. And got that stuff just oh so savory. And every morsel just uh, melt in your mouth and send you on to heaven out of this world. Hallelujah. Send him on his way, Lord. Let him be full and satisfied. Yes, and uh, but uh, it was a problem. One of them boys ain't got no hair on him hardly at all. He kind of slick. The other one, Esau, he like a mountain goat. He probably stank a little bit, too, if y'all know what I'm saying. Yeah, that hair sometimes, it, it'll help. I'll never forget the guys at work said that, that dude right there, and he was hairy as a fro. I mean, so enough. Said he smells like a billy goat. <laughs> and so, lighten the load a little bit right there for you just for a moment. It's 8.07. So it's been just about an hour. Uh, <coughs> okay, let me, get, let me get this going. And uh, so he says, but Esau's a hairy man, and I'm, I'm smooth. And she says, let me, let me worry about it. So she takes the skins of that goat, and she wraps, wraps it around his neck and all around and kind of fits it and puts him a, and wraps his skin to where. And so she says, here, take it to your father. So he comes in to his father. And he brings. And Isaac says. He says, who is it? He says. I'll just read it. He said, and Isaac said unto his son, how is it thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And Jacob said unto his father, I am. Esau, thy firstborn, said, here. He's, and he took the bread and went into his father. And he says, uh, here I am. Who art thou, my son? He said, father. 
I called his name Father. Too. He said, Jacob said to him, I am Esau, thy firstborn. I have done according as thou hast badest me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison, that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord thy God brought it to me. And Isaac said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that I may feel thee, my son, whether thou be my very son Esau or not. And Jacob went near unto Isaac his father, and he felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he discerned him not because his hands were hairy as his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. Abraham left the country of the Chaldeans, his father's house. Heard a voice. It's not about what you feel. It's about the voice that you're used to be, you're used to listening to. Whose voice are you in a habit of hearing? Whose voice are you in a habit of giving yourself to? Because the deceiver is coming by. And it'll feel like it. It'll feel. Oh, I get goosebumps. They speak in tongues. They gave out a message in tongues. They worship. They sing. They preach. It feels because I really can't see. I really can't see that well for Satan has blinded. But the voice is wrong. This is a voice. I said, this is a voice. Now, Brother Moore, just look. Just take a mental survey of G 
Jesus' name churches, United Pentecostal, some apostolics or whatever, and whatever. I, myself, I'm 62. I'll be 63 in December. It's not very old, in a sense. It's just not. But in my lifetime, Uncle Donald's 80. Been in this post all his life. He can tell you that even, and my mama can tell you, even the old Methodists, they used to live a good life, a holy, and they dressed pretty much the way you kind of dress. And a lot of them back then wouldn't cut their hair. But I do know this, Church of God and the Assembly of God and all them, they were just like you except water baptism in Jesus' name. They would not have it. And one of the first things, Brother Gordon Mallory, his mom and daddy was in that and come out and went Jesus' name. He got baptized in Jesus' name and then they got treated so ugly and so bad and they got so ostracized. And so cast out and so demonized by the Trinitarian side that they went back. But Gordon Mallory says, from a little boy when I got baptized in Jesus' name, when I was in cemetery, well, I mean seminary, but when I was going to that cemetery, that I say it every time, don't I? When I went to that seminary, that I had a problem. He said, I said, what about Jesus' name? What about being, what about, he said, he said that old dean just laid his old big hand on my head, God help him see. Here, we can't really explain it, but just help him to believe it. God. And the word of God is total, Jesus is totally opposite of that. He said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. There's nobody else to look for. There's not a Father to look for if you've seen me. I'm him. He said, if you can't believe that, believe it for the very work's sake. He said, if you don't understand it, just know that I'm him. And the fullness of the Godhead dwelleth in me, not me in it. I'm not a part of a Godhead. It's all in me. I am the Godhead. Well, hallelujah. And said the first thing they voted in was a simple wedding band. Now, they're 50 years ahead of us, about. And I've told you this before, probably. I was there when they said, he said on Brother Tenny's knee, I think it's a good thing for our ladies to just wear a simple wedding band to keep these guys from hitting on them. They were in the job. They're working out now instead of sitting at home raising babies like they're supposed to. Well, I, hey. If you act married and you really be married, you'll be married. It don't matter how many rings. You can have them hanging out of your nose, out of your ears, out of your eyelids, and out of everywhere else, every 
just every place that you can imagine. You can have them hanging off all the way down your arm, all the way. I, it don't matter how many of them you got. It ain't going to mount to a hill of beans. If you're going to do it, you're going to do it. Whether you got anything on or not, either you are sold to God and to what God says to do or you're not. Either you're going to stand in righteousness and truth or you're not. It's not about hardware. And so, I think I hear him saying something like, search you out the old path, wherein is the good way. And walk therein. And then it goes on and says, But they said, We will not walk therein. And so you know what that leads to? That leads to your blessing getting stolen. That leads to you following a voice that's not the right voice. Because the voice of God has gone out. Romans says, For they are all without excuse, because the heavens declare the handiwork and the glory of God, like Psalm said. So it's shouting, it said, So they are all without excuse. Because creation says there is a God. And so God is just in His judgment to any and all humanity when He judges. i got to get through with this. Y'all just, uh, it's 819. Praise God. I'm going I'm, I'm to be done. I'm, I'm going to quit. I'm just going to be done with this. Hallelujah. Everybody all right? Hallelujah. Uh, and so, John, you know, John chapter 10. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Now, a lot of times, and I, I've been guilty of this myself, but this is not talking about really about how we get in. On further down it, but this is talking about, now listen, listen. 
But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Do you know the voice of your shepherd? Do you know the voice of truth and the voice of error? Have you conditioned your life to know the difference between righteousness and unrighteousness and holiness and unholiness and godliness and uncleanness? Filthiness? Impurity. Have you took the word of God uh, enough? Have you took enough time with it to, to allow it to permeate the uh, deep recesses of your understanding and of your uh, whole uh, uh, being, even, even, even your emotional uh, uh, aspects of life that it molds until it can mold your emotions and your, your thought processes in a way that the enemy can't deceive you? Voices clamoring. But there is the voice. Of God that speaks and is speaking. And it's always saying, here am I. Here am I. Hear me. Here am I. Trust me. I will be a lamp unto thy feet and a light unto thy path. Thy word, if you'll hide me in your heart, it'll keep you from sinning against me. It's more than my necessary bread. I don't know exactly where you are, God. I've looked everywhere for you, but I know I know your voice when you speak. I don't know where you are, but I do know and understand that you know where I am. All that matters is that I know that you know where I am. And if I know that you know where I am, then I'm just going to continue to listen until you speak to me with your voice. And I hear the voice, and then I'm going to move to the voice. And I'm going to commune with the voice. And I'm going to let it lead me where it will. That's why it's so important that you don't miss coming to the house of God, that you hear the voice of God. He said, And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice. Of strangers. Then said Jesus unto them. Verily, verily, I say unto you. I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. 
but the sheep did not hear them. When he comes, he's not going to climb over the side. He's not going to speak outside the garden and hang over the fence and get you close enough to the fence that you can hear him. He's not going to do any of that stuff. But he's going to say, my father, let me into my babies right here. I am the door. I'm I'm what's how they going to get into that sheepfold. And I want to commune with them just for a moment here. And I'm going to come down and robe myself that's what he done as the chief shepherd he came down and the sheep that were his sheep they knew his voice and a stranger they would not follow and today after the Holy Ghost has come into your life there is a power and there is an authority and there is a spirit of truth and of righteousness that lets you know the spirit of truth and error and anybody that's filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and born again of the water and of the Spirit. If they fall away, it's because they have given themselves to seducing spirits and doctrines of devil. And they done it knowing where they were going and understanding what they were doing. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. The thief cometh not before to steal and to kill and destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd of the sheep. But he is in a hireling whose sheep are not. When the wolf cometh, he leaves them and the sheep are scattered. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep. The father knoweth me, even so I the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have. And other sheep I have. Which are not of this fold. Aren't you glad. That the Lord saw fit to bring you in to that fold. You're that other sheep that he had. But not of that fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice. And there shall be one fold and one shepherd. You stand. I'm just about done. Dry as a powder keg, huh? Let me light a let me light a let me light a Jesus firecracker and let it explode. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Matthew eleven and fifteen says He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Mark four twenty three was in your lesson today. I think, or it was very close to being in your lesson. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear.
And then it says in Revelations, come to the music. Somebody play some. Uh, you want to let these poor people stand up and give us no ministry? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 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 don't, I don't know my etiquette just right, folks. I'm sorry. I, I wasn't trained to do this stuff. I never went to school to do it and all that kind of stuff. And I, and Hey, I'm having to... You know, I'm just what I'm is. Hallelujah. Praise God. But uh, God's been good to us, hasn't he? But listen to what this says. Revelation 2. To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that hath the seven stars in his right hand, who walked in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. And he tells them about their stuff and their doings. And the seventh verse said, He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the church, unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. And to Smyrna, the angel of the church of Smyrna, write, These things saith he, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works. And the 11th verse he goes and says, He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. And to the angel of Pergamos write, These things saith he that hath a sharp sword with two edges. I know thy works and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seed is. And God built his church hard up against the gates of hell. But he said, The gates of hell shall not prevail. I don't know what church you're a part of, but he ain't going to beat this church I'm a part of. He might put yours down, but he ain't putting mine down. I refuse to take a tuck head for anything or anybody. The apostle wrote to Timothy said, the traditions you have from our fathers that we've passed down to you said, them keep. This stuff you see where they're doing what they didn't do 40 and 50 and 60 years ago and now they're picking it up and they think it's alright to do it. I'm telling you what they're doing is a sin and they're not going to be dealt with very well with God. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't want to see anybody die and be lost and go to hell. But I'm telling you that the judgment of God is upon them. And what they done with a simple wedding band, if you look at them today, you can't tell them from the world when they go to church. And 50 years ago, they would have melted down if you would have even mentioned and said they would have done that. I've seen them in their parking lot going into their church with their, with their short britches on at Assembly of God Church. What Pastor Moore say? Shorten it a little bit here, shorten it a little bit there. After a while, it'll be a little bit shorter, a little bit shorter. After a while, it'll be a little bit shorter, a little bit shorter. And because of the convicting power of God, I used to, I used to wear the three-quarter length baseball shirts. And then guess what happened? God put me on a paper machine. And I got tired. And God says, oh, yeah, I know his heart's, I know his heart's good. He ain't going, but I'm going to help him out with what I want him to do. Every time I turned around, I was bumping that metal under that Yankee. And everything under that Yankee 
It's so hot that it's going to take the hide off just a bump, just about. It's going to blister it down past the skin. I mean, if you hold it there, it's, it's, it's a done deal. You're, you're really messed up. But that fall, I'd bump that fall. I'd bump this. I'd bump that. Guess what John Leroy done? I tell him, God says, hot, burn you. Didn't burn me. What you doing with them things on your arms there? They got to where they started trying to make them wear them sleeves. They pull them things up on their arms like that. Got a hand thing. They can put them mittens on. They got them big fire retardant mittens and big, big things. And you try to hold that blade and pull it out of there because you got to grab it. And it's been up against that Yankee. <laughs> but God's got a way of saying, I know what I, I know what I want from a pure heart what it looks like on the outside. And if you'll let me, I'll take you there. But you got to hear my voice. And the voice sometimes is not a voice voice. Revelation says it this way. It says, and when the voice of the second trumpet sounded, and when the voice of the third, when the trumpet sounds long, you'll know it's time to prepare for The voice. It's the wind and the breeze and the trees. It's the waves of the ocean. It's the thundering and the lightning. Job! I heard your voice, Pastor. I heard the voice. Lightnings. Job! Where were you when the morning stars sang together? You know where the hind's cab and where the coney lives? Have you seen and rode upon the unicorn? Job, can you command lightning that they go and come and say, Here we are, where to now? Lightning all bottled up in his fist, brother boy. He knows how to do things. And his voice is speaking to us today. And the miracles and the power and the signs and the wonders of God are for us to have. They're for us to experience in our lives. The angel of the church, Sardis, right? He that hath an ear to hear in the 29th verse after he talked to the 
church of Thyatira, he says, He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the church. And the angel of Sardis, he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith. Philadelphia church, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. Thou hast a little strength. Behold, I'll make fast thy crown. But he that hath an ear, 13th verse, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. To the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, these things said he that faithful and true, the beginning of the creation of God, I know thy works, that thou wert cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with good and have need of nothing. Behold, thou knowest not that thou art wretched, miserable, poor, blind and naked. I counsel thee by a gold tried in the fire and white raiment wherewith thou may be clothed. Thou mayest be rich and the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. There it is again. The end of the book goes back to the first of the book. We were naked and afraid. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten and be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I overcame and am come set down in my Father's throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. But Christ has a son over his own house, whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me and proved me. And I was grieved with that generation and said, they do always err in their heart and have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath that they shall not enter into my rest. While it is said today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts in the provocation. Again, that's the 15th verse. He said it in the 7th verse. For some while they heard did provoke, howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. But whom was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them carcasses that sinned and fell in the wilderness? And to whom swear he they should not enter into his rest? With them that believed not. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. The voice of God. speaking to you right now. And the voice of God is never silent.
And there's coming a day that all they that are in the grave will hear His voice. They that have done good to the resurrection of life, they have done evil. damnation there's eternal death and there's eternal life whose voice are you going to hear it may feel like it it may taste like it but the voice is wrong my sheep know my voice Brother Moore, there's something about this Holy Ghost. You know. It lets you know. And Paul said, oh, that I might know him. If you'd like to pray, would you come to the front? Let's just talk to the Lord. I don't know about you, but I want to be able to distinguish in everything that I do. The voice of God. I want to listen to the voice of God. I don't want to miss something that God's trying to do in my home and my family and my life and in the lives of them with whom I have to do. Their souls weighed in the balances. What are we doing? What voice are we hearing? Oh, I love you, Lord Jesus. Oh, I love you, Lord Jesus. The voice of one. The voice of one. The voice of truth. Because we are one in you, God, and we have the one voice of our Father and our God, even the Lord Jesus Christ. Forgive us, Lord, for listening to, to other voices that would lead us astray. God, help us to give ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church today. God, anoint our eyes with thyself that we may see, that we may not be deceived, but have the eyes of faith and the ear, oh God, attuned to the voice of God, to the voice that crieth. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. The voice of God speaking, peace be still to the troubled soul, to the troubled heart and mind. Jesus.
How many is thankful that God's got a voice? There's different times you read of how that he uses that voice. His brother Ford has done such a good job here tonight in helping us. Now, he tried to go from Genesis to Revelation. He tried to cover a lot of area. But the voice. How many of you read your pamphlet? Two or three? So y'all don't know nothing about the doctor. Don't know nothing about the dog. Read your pamphlet. There's a man there, apparently facing death. Ask the doctor what he knew about death. The doctor was supposed to be a Christian, so really didn't have an answer. But he's standing at the door. All of a sudden, there's a little rustling, a little scratching going on at the door. <laughs> the doctor opens the door up. Here comes the dog in. Runs all over the doctor and runs around him. And finally, he looks at the man and he says, Hey, I don't know nothing about past that door, but no more than what this dog. But he knew one thing. His master was in this room. <laughs> I know a voice that in all the doors that I got to face, there's a voice on the other side. You know how the dog knew the doctor was there? He heard the voice of the master. If there's ever been a generation that better get an ear tuned in to hear the voice of the master. And not all the other voices. This is a generation. Because it's going to be the true voice. It's going to get us out. Because in a punch of a button, you can hear all multitudes of and some of you are struggling with them tonight. And you better wake up and get a stir and say, you know what? Bring me back to the old voice. Bring me back to the voice that I know that I can trust. What did Peter have to trust in the day of the storm? What did Peter have to trust him? They done seen him and say, but did Jesus at you? Big bitch. Say, what was the voice that got him? What got him out of the boat? Come. It was the voice. God bless you. You can be seated. Time's getting late. Enough preaching. Thank God for the voice, the true voice, the voice of hope, the voice of healing, the voice of deliverance, the voice of light in the time of darkness. What a voice. No greater voice than this one, our God himself. My, thank you, Brother Ford. Appreciate you. Praise God. My, my, God's good to us. Amen. The word of God and the power of that word. The power of that voice. Amen. God. God's got a voice for all of us. Amen. He wants to help us. Thank God for it. Birthdays. Got any birthdays? All right. Ross. Sister Teresa back there. That's right. sing
Give all of them a good hand tonight. Amen. Amen. Anniversaries. No anniversaries. Okay. Love you. Appreciate you. Let me say thanks again tonight. It went very well. Uh, the outcome, the giving, uh, going, taking it to uh, the Fort Myers in Florida. We appreciate it. Uh, uh, Brother Braden made it down there. It took him a little longer than they expected. A lot of traffic. Uh, it was, I don't know, 10 o'clock or so that night. They left about 5.30. It took them all the way to 10 o'clock to get there. So what a journey. And uh, so let's keep them in our prayers. But they was able to drop the trailer off. And, man, they'll head back. I'm not sure if they head back today or possibly tomorrow. I know tomorrow. So tomorrow. So uh, they'll be coming back. So keep them in our prayers. Amen. But let me say thank you for your giving and uh, help and all that pitched in, done different things, come up with the ideas to help that go so well. And I thank you for it and appreciate it so much. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Don't forget about the fall festival. Uh, Sister Debbie has wrote up a beautiful uh, flyer back here to really explain some of that because we won't forget we have canned drinks. The way that's set up, you read it. Amen. And so it's a blessing to do that and go in that direction. Love you. Appreciate you. All the older youth back in the fellowship hall for just a minute. Meet with Sister Brooke, okay? All right. All right. God bless you. Appreciate you.